0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rob Tiffany Digital Podcast. Today, I'm going to explain 5G to you. I know it's the hottest topic in the world these days, and you probably think you know something a little about it. You think you may not have it, depending on what kind of phone you have or which mobile operator you're with. Uh, But I'm going to kind of walk you through what it is and how it works at a high level. Uh, We're not going to get too geeky here. So you You probably think that 5G is faster than 4G, and you would be right. You know, what we call 4G is primarily LTE, long-term evolution, is the technology that's been out there for, you know, it started rolling out over 10 years ago, right? Uh, And it's all over the world today, and then you had different versions of LTE, uh, LTE Advanced, which is really fast. Um, But 5G, what's that all about? So 5G started rolling out literally at the very end of 2018 uh then started to pick up speed in 2019 then really got into overdrive in 2020 and then 2021 it's it's going crazy um there's 5G networks all over the place uh lots of people using it in fact the adoption of 5G is faster than it was of uh, 4G so it's going great um and of course it's a chicken and the egg thing right um you have to have the networks you know the mobile operators that you think of the carriers um also known as communication service providers CSPs uh like Verizon or Vodafone or AT&T or T-Mobile um there's Orange you know there's all they're all over the world right uh and they make all this stuff happen so you have to have the networks first um and then you have to have the devices the handsets the smartphones the iot devices things like that uh that can utilize those networks um you know on the network side you know most of this cellular technology is being built by companies like ericsson nokia huawei um samsung's doing a little bit of it i think zte's doing a little bit as well um of course it's based on a standard you know, remember, cellular's got to work everywhere in the world. We can't have a lot of different versions of cellular or your device won't roam seamlessly. You'll have a device for the U.S. and a different device for China, right? It's just like gas stations, right? Gasoline has to be identical for every car in every place. You can't have Joe's gas that's better than Sally's gas, right? So it's the same kind of concept. It's got to work everywhere for it. It's got to be standardized. None of this works without a standard. There's something called 3GPP that sets the standards for cellular globally. So you got that stuff going out, you've got 5G rolling out all over the world. You hear it's faster, it should be faster. Is it better for faster cat videos? Yeah, probably so. So, what's it all about? All right, I'm going to talk to you about a layer cake here. I'm going to talk to you about frequencies. There's all kinds of technology that makes up 5G. There's there's new compute technology There's higher speed networks, you know, there's, there's, you know, the the layer cake at the very bottom, obviously like everything in life, it starts with electricity. Uh, then it's fiber optic fiber optics. You know, those are things that they're underground, insanely fast. Uh, they connect countries together. There's undersea fiber optic cables, there's fiber optics everywhere. That's kind of the backbone. You know, when you think of the backbone of the internet, right? It's super fast. It's it's using light and glass. Um, Then you have little things popping up in different cities and locations, you know, just like you have little Wi-Fi access points popping up to let you connect your laptop uh, in the office or at your house. You've got these cellular things popping up, these cell towers, right? Um, And they pop up and they've got all their gear on top of it. But at the bottom, there's a lot of compute power. There's baseband, base station type things, high speed Ethernet networks, this kind of front hall. Um, we've got, you know, 10 gigabit ethernet out there these days. So that's insanely fast. Uh, backhaul again is fiber. Backhaul could also be microwave repeaters. Could be 5G too, pointing directly at other towers. Uh, backhaul just means, Hey, once from my, once my, my phone connected to the tower, how do I get to that website I'm looking for? How do I make that phone call? That backhaul network is what does that. So 5G speeds they're based on new technologies new types of radios radio access networks ran uh based on high speed wired networks as well uh and new compute capabilities and new software you know it's, it's all a software defined thing these days right so let's talk about the 5g that goes really far and is just a little bit faster than lte um and this is called low band this is under one gigahertz frequencies. Um, and you're probably like, what the heck does that mean? So I want you to think of this either like a radio or I want you to think about it like, or like your car stereo or your home stereo, right? All right. So low band under one gigahertz. Think about, did you ever? When you're a kid driving around you know, with your parents and they got the AM radio on and maybe it's nighttime and you're on a trip and somehow you're able to pick up radio stations that are thousands of miles away on the other side of the country, it's because a- amplitude modulation AM radios are really, really low frequencies. And those low frequencies can go really far. They don't sound as good, right? AM doesn't sound as good as FM, right? But it can go further. Uh, of course, sometimes it can get static in the atmosphere, uh, another way to think about low frequencies is with your with speakers. Think about your home stereo. Your subwoofer is really low. You can place your subwoofer anywhere in the room. It's not directional, and it'll move that bass all over the place. So low-band frequencies, under 1 gigahertz, and I'll give you an example. Uh, for instance, uh, T-Mobile, when they first started rolling out 5G, they rolled it out. Uh, I think it was a six, 600 megahertz frequency band. Really low for cellular. Very, very low. Uh, and so the net effect of that was that it went really far, miles and miles and miles. Uh, they even did ads just showing how far their 5G goes. Um, and that's exactly what it does. But a lot of people said, uh, I can't really tell the difference between this and LTE. Uh, in most cases, they were right. You know, In some cases, they were getting faster speeds. Um, I certainly noticed faster speeds, but in a lot of cases, it did seem incrementally better than LTE, but it was long-range, uh, and you benefited from some of the other things that you get with 5G. So that's, that's kind of a baseline, low frequencies. The next part of this layer cake of frequencies is mid-band, okay? This could be, you know, in the mid-2s, mid-3s, you know, that kind of area, you know, 3.5 gigahertz, you know... All that stuff. That is kind of like the Goldilocks frequencies. Um, This is where you're still getting miles of coverage. Not as many miles as 600 for sure, but miles of coverage, lots of square miles of coverage, but really, really fast speeds. Um, And so, like for instance, I think like many of you, you determine how fast things are. You probably downloaded the speed test app on your smartphone, on your iPhone or Android device. And that and it connects to some server and it tells you how fast the download and upload speeds are. Um, and so that's always a great way to test. So mid-band, again, like it's that Goldilocks, and when I play with it, you know, I'm I'm seeing 650, 750 megabit download speeds, which is crazy. Think about so many of you at home. You know, you probably have some kind of wired home network to get you internet, especially during this pandemic. We're all connected and having to work from home and doing things on Zoom and Teams and WebEx and all that, right? Um, and you pay a lot of money probably per month to maybe have a 100 megabit down. This is assuming you're, you know, in an area that has that kind of connectivity. A lot of folks in rural areas would die to have that kind of connectivity, you pay even more for maybe 250 megabit. And then some people pay a lot of money to have a one gigabit connection through like a cable modem provider. Uh, some people actually get fiber optics to their home, which is crazy, uh, super fast, uh, but not everybody gets that, right? Okay. So anyway, imagine though, having your smartphone getting 750 megabit download speeds over this mid-band stuff that's kind of all over the city. Um I'll reuse an example with T-Mobile, the merger they did, they acquired Sprint. Sprint had a bunch of that mid-band frequency range, you know, stuff that they they already owned. Um, and so when they combined it with T-Mobile, and over time they were able to turn on 5G on this mid-band spectrum, this is when you started seeing this pop up. And so, you know, I'm talking to you now in December of 2021, and... That stuff started rolling out and starting to become really visible, I'd say in the last month or two, actually. Uh, you know, it takes a while. You know, you have people climbing towers. You've got people going to the base stations at the bottom of the towers. You always see some kind of big, a little hut or a shack or some other box that's got all these computers and stuff in them and network stuff. <clears throat> they had to go, they had to go upgrade those things to support the 5G technology on that frequency range. So they did that. And then lo and behold, you're starting to get crazy fast speeds uh, that you've never seen before on a cellular and probably faster speeds than you have at your home. Uh, in fact, you probably feel like you could run your own data center on your phone if you had to. It's pretty awesome. And the upload speeds are pretty good, too. Uh, I think personally, I've seen 60, 70 megabit upload speeds, uh, which is great. Remember, we love download because we want to download videos, download our websites, things like that. Uh, but uploading is key, because remember, when you're doing a two-way communication over Zoom or Teams or something with somebody, uh, that upload is you communicating with them, and the download is them communicating with you. So upload is just as important. Um, also, for the Internet of Things, IoT, those devices are primarily upload, like 90-plus percent of the time, they're uploading data, right? And so having that fast upload speed can be critical, depending on the use case. So that's your mid-band, Right. Um. So then, what's next? Well, then there's this super high frequency stuff. You know, we're talking twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight gigahertz frequencies, way up there, like we've never seen before. It's also referred to as millimeter wave. If you've been to an airport in the last ten years, uh, you know, instead of going through a metal detector, you probably walked through something where they had you hold your hands up in the air and told you not to move. And that's called millimeter wave. And a millimeter wave is kind of acting like a a radar to detect things on you. Super high frequencies to pull that off. (coughs) So millimeter wave for 5G is the fastest uh, 5G you're going to see. And so the characteristics, you know, I told you low band goes the furthest, but it's the slowest. Mid band is really fast and it's a good happy medium and distance. Millimeter wave is the fastest but it's also the shortest in distance. Uh, we're talking less than a mile, typically. Um, we're talking about something that doesn't penetrate building walls very well. It might even be deflected by glass and things like that. Um, but it's crazy fast. Uh, I saw a friend of mine did a speed test. He was uh, at an NFL football game, uh, and and he was with Verizon. So Verizon made a bet early on on millimeter wave, uh, and and actually, you know, right before COVID took a hold of the world, they'd rolled out millimeter wave 5G, which is the fastest version to all the NFL stadiums. Probably little did they know that we were going to go into a pandemic and nobody'd be, be at the stadiums, but they're coming back. So this millimeter wave stuff, a friend of mine, he showed me speed tests and he was getting just under two gigabit per second. Can you imagine? I was going crazy seeing 700 megabit. This guy's getting two gigabit. That's just insane speeds. And he was just getting on his phone, just being around. Um, so millimeter wave is insanely fast and it's going to go fast. It'll go to three to four to five, you know, because remember we're just rolling out the earliest versions of 5G. Again, there's these three sheet, three, three uh, GPP standards, you know, there's different series, different versions of it, version 16, 17, that kind of stuff. So it's going to get more advanced, more capable and do better things. Uh, and I'm going to dive into all those other capabilities uh in other in other podcasts uh but the the key takeaway is when you put all those things together so all the mobile operators are ultimately their goal is to build that layer cake to have all three they need to they all want to have low medium and high band to give the best service to their customers long range medium range short range ultra high speed all the way to something that's better than LTE um a lot of people say maybe we don't need that kind of speed you know, who who wants something that fast? Who needs to download a whole video, a whole movie in a few seconds? Well, actually, history says that people do want to do that. Um, every time new speeds have been rolled out to smartphones, statistics show that users use up that new bandwidth. Uh, users want unlimited data on their plans, and they are. the statistics are showing they're using more bandwidth than ever. Uh, video is driving that dramatically. Um, you know, there was lots of discussion early on with 5G is can we charge customers more money for 5g? I don't know. It doesn't look like customers are willing to pay more. Um, what's going on with all this video usage? The, there's an exponential use of bandwidth over time. And so while there was this notion of maybe having charging more for 5g, different services, things like that, there's also this other opposing view that just says, hey guys, you have no choice but to upgrade your mobile networks to 5G because it's table stakes, because your customers are eating more bandwidth than they ever have. And so just to keep up with the demands of a typical user, uh, 5G is actually a must-have. It's not optional for mobile operators. And no doubt about it, it's a big expense for them. Uh, keep in mind behind the scenes, uh, it's an expensive business to be in, to be a, in the telecom space. Because uh, the first thing you have to do is you have to go... There's auctions that all the governments around the world, there's airspace, there's frequencies in the air above your country. And guess what? Your government gets to auction off different slices of those frequencies. And they charge tens of billions of dollars for them. Uh, Can you imagine auctions, spectrum auctions, where the big mobile operators are bidding up to get frequencies and bidding up close to $100 billion? It's insane. But that's exactly what they have to do. And so whenever there was a new G, you know, we we there was 2G with and GPRS data, there was 3G, uh uh you know, kind of like when the remember the iPhone 3GS. Well, that was a 3G phone. And then we got 4G, uh we got there was com- competing technologies out there vying to be 4G, but LTE one. Every time there was a new G, mobile operators had to, have to get new spectrum to place that new technology at that frequency. And so uh, that's expensive stuff. And so to go to 5G, operators all over the world had to bid for Spectrum in their respective governments in order to get that Spectrum to roll out 5G. So it's an expensive proposition. And of course, you can imagine that those mobile operators want some kind of payback, right? So they will be working hand in hand with lots of innovators to find new ways to monetize these 5G networks. Um, so anyway, it's great stuff. I'm a big fan of 5G. It opens up new doors. uh, And I'm going to talk to you a lot about that. There's so many different capabilities that you've never heard of that 5G brings to bear uh, that we'll discuss in future podcasts. But the quick takeaway is 5G is like a layer cake. You know, that high frequency, it's like your tweeters on your speakers. They're directional. They only go one place and not very far. Your mid-range speakers, they go farther <laughs> and your woofers and subwoofers, they can, they don't go, they can be almost anywhere. They're not directional and they're really low frequency. So it's a great way to think about it. Or also using the car stereo uh, analogy, those low bands in AM went all the way across the country. FM just goes around your city, right? And so it's a great way to think about it. Um, anyway, I hope you find this informative and that is your 5G explained and I am out.